0: Did it did it did it i know you guys can't see me but everyone on youtube and twitch can't enjoy me in my fucking roman vest carrying my old spinner belt wwe title
1: god
0: <laughs> just my. yeah
1: just just accept it just it's... maybe if we ignore him he will go away
0: well no, I don't think it's because for the longest time i just kept saying like okay Brock's gonna win because I wanted to differentiate but then Brock kept winning and then before SummerSlam I'm like what if it's me what if they're just like we gotta make sure Scotty gets one prediction right so that's when I was finally like Roman (laughs) and then he won and I was like yes Vince is listening hmm no Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly podcast about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I am one of your hosts, Scotty Moore.
1: I am also one of your hosts, Blake Tanner. (laughs) I'm the person that refuses to watch WWE because of shit like Sunday.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's,
0: it's not that it was all bad it's just kind of blended into one it was SummerSlam was the ACDC of WWE pay-per-views they just had like one style of thing that would happen and kept happening they're like let's do a bunch of you, you, no, no no no
1: no they changed the one style of thing because the pre-show was all roll-ups and then the show happened and it was all disappointment and then it ended also with disappointment yeah so really
0: it was all really the- it was all. I deep. was
1: feeling a lot of disappointment, actually.
2: Yeah, most and the, the sad thing is, like, I enjoyed uh, several of the matches. It's just they all had disappointment in them somewhere, yeah. mostly
1: at the end.
0: And what, what was weird <laughs> was, was
1: the most important part. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, what was weird was then, after the then, Velveteen Dream match on because we're going to talk about Takeover as well, which of course was phenomenal. But after Takeover,
1: had a chance to watch because I've worked forty hours in the last four days. Yeah. But
0: uh, after the Velveteen, because the ending of the Velveteen Dream -Dream match is literally he hits the Dream Valley driver on the apron, then drops an elbow on the apron. (laughs) Apparently everyone on the roster saw that and said, that got a good, good pop. Let's do nothing but apron spots for the rest of the night. Like, I think it le- Hey, Jeff
1: Hardy, I hear your back is literally held together by duct tape and your former drug addiction. I need you to do a swanton onto the apron. Yeah. Oh, man.
2: You know, I'm Jeff Hardy. My back hurts a lot. But you know what? I-,
1: I feel like if I do a big enough smack on it, it'll all just line out and I'll be fine. Yeah. That's how chiropractor, <laughs> chiropractor <laughs> works, right? Yeah. Jeff Hardy, chiropractor. Amateur chiropractor, yeah. professional wrestler.
0: I will say, I think they did the best with Roman and Brock that they could, which was. Which was, let's
1: bring Braun out there to distract people from how much they hate Roman and Brock, and then let's just blue ball them and have Roman win. Yeah. And then, and then we'll do it again the next night, but then we'll bring the shield back, which but was... it'll only be to protect Roman. So it'll be like before, except he has the title now. So now they're his under bitches. Yeah. Intercontinental. The Intercontinental is directly Roman Reigns sub bitch.
0: Yeah. Gah. Uh, well, I mean, it does set That's up That's where we are now. It does That's set up That's where
1: we are now.
0: It does set up for uh Dean's event. No,
1: no it doesn't. It doesn't set up for anything. This is how it will be. <laughs> then Dean will go feud with some mid-carder like Elias. he Will fuck off, and then he won't get to like even sniff at the a title shot until like July when Le Roman has long lost it.
0: Yeah. I don't know man. i really do I think that they've set it up perfectly cuz you got three two dudes. They set up
1: a lot of shit perfectly. Do you want do we want to go step by step through how they're fucking up Becky Lynch?
2: I don't think they're fucking up. I feel up. like Dylan Yeah. Sorry, Scotty, go ahead. No, you can go ahead, Blake. Okay. I feel like Dylan is very passionate tonight. <laughs> Dylan is
1: Dylan Dylan had all of the like, you know what? cuz cuz i want you to know it was basically a meme when i said i was never going to give wwe any more of my money by god they earned not getting my money on sunday they earned all of not getting my money <laughs> match after match i didn't even watch the matches i just saw the results and how they happened i was like fuck it's like it's like being right but about the wrong things in life it's like knowing that your friends like relationship is going to end in flames and it does and, like, on the one hand, you feel good because you call it. But on the other hand, your friend is now, you know, depressed. And that's basically – and my friend is the rest of the fans of WWE who are all depressed now.
0: Well, I'm not, well, yep. not going to lie. I'm not that depressed. And I know I'm re- I have to play the foil to Dylan on this podcast. But, like, I don't think they're fucking up Becky Lynch at all. Because, like, if
2: you watched
1: Did you not hear her promo? Did you not watch the promo where she cut, like, a generic half-hearted heel promo while everyone cheered her on and told her she was right the whole way?
0: I don't think it was that- I mean, it was a fairly (laughs) generic heel promo, but at the same time, if you watch- I'm coming at it from almost like a theatrical acting aspect, which is- It is almost like a Shinsuke Nakamura-esque change in her delivery, a change in how she moves. You can literally see how she has changed her entire being just to become a heel. And it's working out. It's just a matter of the fans love Becky Lynch so much, especially in Brooklyn, that they're going to cheer her. So
1: it's going to happen. Fans everywhere love Becky Lynch so much that they're not going to cheer for whoever Becky Lynch is facing. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, the thing
2: is... I don't know why WWE is so deaf to the fact that
1: Becky was so over as a babyface. Mm-hmm. Do you remember all of the stuff that happened with Dean Ambrose? It's like that, but in a small Irish woman. Yeah, uh-huh. because Becky Lynch is the direct equivalent of that. Becky yeah. Becky is is a uh, Dean Sasha is Seth, and then Charlotte is Roman. Yeah, and then um. Bailey is J&J. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's
2: true, and I'm sad now. It's damn and true. And the thing is, with me, like, I've seen Becky be a heel. Becky can be a great heel. The problem is it, 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 she's been such on um, such a hot babyface run that it's just weird.
1: I'm going to tell this, like, several-month underdog story with this character, And then I'm going to take it from them and turn them heel immediately and then have them give out about it in a really generic way. Like, I'm not going to gradually do this. I'm not going to show any, like, oh, she's starting to crack. Yeah. I mean, like, she showed it because she is actually good in, like, kayfabe's in her backstage segments for years at this point. Yeah. Like, talking smack and everything. But, like, they haven't done anything actually on TV ever. And that's why I don't have any faith in the shield. I'm happy that the shield is back in a way because I was like, oh man, it's been a while since a non-authority figure group has just been like, we own all of this, just just all fuck all of you, Mm -hmm. all of you can just. It's like the two-man power trip, but it's three people. Basically, since the shield, yeah, yeah, except now the the, except now the shield are also (laughs) the champions, so it's actually almost better. Worse, yeah, really. I just need I need Dean to beat the B team by himself and just have both tag belts <laughs> and then it'll be perfect. <laughs> that's
2: yep. That's the next place. we're That's going. the
1: next, that's the next We're going to job out the tag division to Dean Ambrose, John Cena esque style. And then it'll be perfect. They'll just rule this entire yeah. thing until like what rumble probably till rumble. Um, when Braun will cash in, like, I don't know. In the backstage area somehow, he'll set up a ring in the parking lot. He'll push it there. That way he can show his bronze <laughs> ring. Yeah. And, then he'll, and then he'll pin Roman Reigns there while everybody else is doing the Royal Rumble. That'll probably be how that goes down. I built this ring just so you could get these hands. By the way, his girlfriend shirt that says, I, c- I catch these ha- those hands. Oh, God. Best. Oh, God. Best shirt, And I was like, at first I was like, is that sexual? And I was like, no, that's that's just basically admitting <laughs> domestic abuse. This is terrible. <laughs> this is like the last kicker shirt that came in men's sizes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I just say my, oh. my
0: favorite thing about, uh, about Raw on Monday was, alright, last night I brought back the demon for Baron Corbin in a one-off random match. Tonight, but tonight I,
1: have- I will not do that for the Universal Championship against Roman Reigns.
0: Yeah, it's I get a shot at my title. Braun Strowman has looked me in the eyes and said he's gonna cash in. I don't need the demon tonight, though. It should be fine, guys. It's cool. I did really yeah. enjoy it.
1: And you ask me why I don't have faith, Scotty, and you and you ask me why I'm depressed.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: I really enjoyed- there is no internal logic at all. The only internal logic going in the WWE is that which the actual wrestlers manage to cobble together over time, and that the fans like forum like extrapolate from their actions. There is very little actually there. WWE yeah. is not about WWE is not about stories. It's about moments. The thing about moments is they're fleeting and easily over overshot by like I don't know anything else yeah. like finding a prize at the bottom of your cereal.
0: Now, how do you react to the people who were like, S.H.I.E.L.D. coming, the S.H.I.E.L.D. day? I think it was uh, Wrestle Talk was talking about that possibly being a heel turn for, like, all three of them. Because they were still wanting of, what Braun what to just,
1: I just called them the two-man power trip. Do you remember the, yeah, you remember the great face run the two-man power trip had? Oh, God, they were getting such cheers, I, signing I, autographs <laughs> in the parking lot. Yeah, I totally believe in the face. <laughs> the face value of this, of this squad, especially after they fucking triple power bombed fan favorite Braun Strowman. Yeah.
0: Also, I really like that they're calling it the Cerberus bomb now, which is dope as fucking shit. It's, it's better name. than them trying
1: to figure out if it's a triple, double power bomb or a double, triple power bomb. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, I, I will say none of the matches particularly really disappointed me on SummerSlam. Like Blake kind of had it right. They were good matches, But with disappointment, with one exception. Yeah, it's like eating an
1: oatmeal raisin cookie. Mm -hmm.
0: But with one exception, I would say uh, white chocolate macadamia nut, but okay. Uh, But with Uh, one one exception, Braun versus Kevin Owens, where they were like, hey, Bron, just go fucking kill him. What? Yeah, we built this whole thing up. We even made Kevin a shirt that says KO in the bank. Go fucking kill him
2: <laughs> oh okay whatever you want boss um I really love the image of like after that match was over Kevin going backstage seeing Vince That do all right
1: no no nah.
0: <laughs> what was I supposed to do yeah I mean you you should have flipped two times when he fucking shoulder tackled you on the outside.
1: you're not dead. <laughs>
0: that's, that's the main problem I'm seeing right now Is you're not dead, Braun Yeah, uh, so But, yeah, I'm still I'm uh, relentlessly hopeful That this is going to lead into some good stuff But, I mean, also All right, we, were su- uh, listen, we were pseudo right about New
1: Not names. my circus, not my monkeys That's, that's the WWE I'm going to go watch <laughs> Japanese wrestling Like the fucking smark that I am it's, it's fine.
0: Dylan's, like, not my circus. Meanwhile, he's been standing outside of the fucking tent screaming for the past five hours. <laughs> Fuck you guys! <laughs> okay. Whoops. Oh, man. I, I do feel bad about Ronda, because Ron I, I really... Blake, what did you think Whoa, about Oh,
1: no, 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 no. Nightman.
0: Night... Nightman. <laughs> Night- ah! What did you yeah, think exactly. what did you think about the Ronda match? Because I really liked it actually.
1: You mean you mean her literally snapping Alexa Bliss's arm? That that was baller. Oh,
0: that was fucking beautiful.
1: <laughs> I listen, I don't know when Alexa Bliss decided, like, okay, so for people that have an arm bar finisher, I'm just gonna like double joint the arm just so that it looks like I broke it, but we'll be fine. I can't imagine practice you'd have to practice that spot at least three times.
0: Yeah, probably. Like, Um,
1: just to to not freak out and be like, oh, God, I broke her arm in the moment. But I'm sure once you did, you're like, great visual. Great visual.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that part was... My favorite moment of the match was still Ronda talking shit on the ring, like, come back in the ring. It's okay. Here, I'll sit down and fucking close my eyes. And then you just see uh, Alexa try her best to lock on a headlock. And then Ronda just stands up and starts beating the shit out of her.
1: Sometimes things do go right. I will admit that.
0: Yeah, see, with me, like, it. Was, a lot of people were like, why would you, wh- why would you, like, squash her like that? Why would you squash your champion? And I was just sitting there like, she's, she's a fucking cowardly heel.
1: Because she's a coward champion, yeah. That's a dumb question. It's like, why did, why did Triple H get jobbed out by Ultimate Warriors? Because he was a heel.
0: Yeah, he was a heel and a shitty little heel. Like, I'd understand if it was, um... Like, I, I don't know, maybe... Like, a heel Sasha Banks. Then I would be like, why are you jobbing her out? She is more of a fighting champion. Alexa Bliss is not.
1: No, no, no. If, he, if she had jobbed out Nia like that, then I would have been like, oh my gosh. That's just like her and Gallo's relationship. Just jobbed out inside.
0: <laughs> don't bring up the saddest moment of the
1: weekend. That was the best thing Ever, because I know it was it was, it was totally them doing it at like a shitty joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was it was too because there there were Instagram videos of like her helping them call people nerds. Yeah. Like, yeah. backstage, and when that happened, I was just like, "Oh, that's sweet." When they canceled the next day, I was like, "God damn it, Tex <laughs> Ferguson got me."
0: Damn it, sex <laughs> My favorite was I don't know if Alex, uh. I don't know if, or not Alexa, I don't know if uh, Naya knew it was happening until, like, the next fucking day. And then after that was just, like, uh, like, message gallows and, like, you need to take that down because I've gotten a lot of messages.
1: So what was your favorite part of, uh, of TakeOver? Scotty, was it was it Johnny Gargano shoot-hurting himself <laughs> to give us the ending to the to the main event? Was it well Kairosane doing, like, the the- The Bret Hart versus Roddy Piper like rollback on a on a on a chokeout. Was it the fact that the Undisputed (laughs) Era still, or was it the fact that Kyle Kyle O'Reilly tuned his belt in an interview like it was guitar? Oh my god! So many moments.
0: I loved that shit, dude. That was fantastic. You see, with me like the Carrie the Kyrie match, I really enjoyed. But the fucking ending, like that—that that match more than anything else really gave us, like, what we what Summerslam was to come, which was excitement, excitement, and then wait, that's how you got in that match? Okay.
1: It would be—it would have been less annoying had Ember Moon not won a match the same way.
0: Oh yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, With me, my favorite, easily, um, Cole and Ricochet was match of the night. Because that was the only match where Cole saw uh, saw Shawn Michaels super kick somebody, Shelton, off of that springboard and went, We could do better than that. Let's have him be upside fucking down and then just crush his face.
1: I like how, like, Adam Cole has done that move, like, that I've seen like, a decent dozen times. So that means he's probably done it, like, a hundred times more than that. Yeah, 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 But that was, like, that moment, on, like, like on, on film, in front of a crowd in Brooklyn, was when he hit it literally picture-perfect, and it looked like he murdered Ricochet.
0: Yeah. Well, that whole match also, was, like, nothing but murder. Uh, for instance, the ending, where Ricochet just ran up, clears the entire fucking ropes, and then, uh hits the Rana to the outside
1: yeah listen when he said he wanted to be like the tanahashi of wwe he he wasn't joking he's he's gonna be the one and only
0: yeah or the kota Ibushi, aka the one who just doesn't care about necks uh, i mean he
1: did wear the same like kind of like jacket thing that tanahashi wears oh that's which right that was a nice which i thought was a nice nod
0: mm-hmm. uh my personal favorite uh like I, I just, I really love that match, but my favorite piece of gear the entire night had to have been the Velveteen Dream, call me up Vince, uh, tights. It's coming. Yeah.
1: It's well... c- after this next round of tapings, like, I swear to God, if he doesn't show up at fucking Royal Rumble, I'll be amazed.
0: Yeah. Well, my favorite was, uh, somebody, apparently- he gets so to like...
1: be the new Fandango. Yeah. Or, or, or the new Adam Rose, or the new No Way Jose, or- Yeah. See, with me... Insert failed gimmick here.
0: (laughs) See, with me, I just really enjoyed, uh... Apparently someone interviewed Triple H about those tights, and he was just like, well, I don't know what you guys are talking about. He's just got a friend, a friend named Vince, who lost his phone, and he wanted him to call him up. I don't know what you're talking about. And then he was like, also, if he was talking about Vince McMahon, he needs to be careful, because there are two calls. There are the, you're coming up to Raw calls, and then there are the also... We're gonna let you go, Call, so be careful what you wish for, Velveteen. I was like, holy shit, Hunter, okay. I don't know how I feel about Gargano and Ciampa anymore.
1: So, and you were telling me this, and I told you that this entire feud is literally based off the adage like if you seek revenge a man who seeks revenge must dig two graves one for himself or one for the person he's going to murder and one for himself and johnny gargano is literally doing that over time like his lack of mercy is what is costing him yeah exactly and like like it literally it hurt him like he's become what he hates most it's uh, it's, it's a beautiful beautiful story and i look forward to another five star rating for that match probably i even don't know i
0: Uh, I I didn't really enjoy it that firstly they did a double table Mm -hmm. spot which I was fine with because that's like a cool except instead of it being a table and then another table standing up on top of it and then they like superplex to the outside through it Johnny just kind of put the table upside down so now you had like a doubly thick table and that was it
1: that's that's awesome
0: I mean, yeah, that, that was, that. it was alright, but like, if it's upside down, what's the point? It's just twice as thick, that's it.
1: Right, that means if you put someone through it, it's going to hurt twice as much.
0: Well, also the... Way- Thank you. Well, that's your
2: eagle psychology right there.
0: Yeah, exactly, and the way that spot happened was, like, it was very weak-looking. Like, it was, uh, I... it was the purest fall-through-table, table breaks perfectly in half.
1: Those do happen. I mean, I like I said, I'm more of a fan of the the story they're telling at this point than anything. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I mean, it's like
0: it's like Jericho was saying on I th- I can't remember. I think it was an interview where he goes, "Match quality does not matter anymore. What matters are your stories, and what matters are your personalities." And I'm like, I agree with
1: that. It's just it's it's, it's a little it's a little a column A, a little a column B. See, the reason why like the best independent matches are the best independent matches is because, like, it is really good wrestling, but, like, there's the characters there, like, Mm -hmm. you know, that can be played into and can add that extra dimension. Two white meat technical wrestlers just having, like, you know, a spot fest isn't going to do anything, like, just a ground match isn't. But, like, the reason why Okada Omega is so great is because it is one guy at one point literally does the Terminator pose and then jumps over the top rope, and the other guy does a pose, and then the camera zooms all the way fucking back for no reason. Yeah. Like, there's that added dimension.
2: It's like, there's somebody on Reddit brought this up, and they said it was, like, Nakamura and Naito, they didn't go from, like, basically duds to stars because they got better in the ring. They were always good in the ring, uh-huh. but once they came into their own characters...
1: Yeah, that's normally how it works. That's why I just hate it when everybody's just like, yeah, no, character is all that matters. No, it's never just one thing. Yeah,
0: well, also- Dean
1: Malenko was a great wrestler. Dean Malenko was not, like, the most fun- I mean, he was the most fun to watch, but he didn't care.
0: Yeah. See, that was my problem. I once bought- uh, I, I went on, like, a tear of buying a bunch of fucking DVDs from ROH of just like, everyone says Roderick Strong is awesome! Roderick Strong! Everyone says Davey Richards! And then buying them and then watching the matches and, like- He's developed a personality, but for a while, you could watch Roderick Strong matches and just be like, I don't, yeah, he's hitting that guy pretty hard. There we mm-hmm. go. And that's all that was. But, uh, you know what else is all it is? Wow, that was a, ter- that was a terrible segue. That was. <laughs> yeah com, ladies and gentlemen. That's the website where you can go and support all of your favorite BS network programs. From Fight Boys to Fun Fiction, we got merch for your favorite JWF superstars. We got merch for the Fight Boys, so make sure to go to com and pick it up. So, Blake, how are you, buddy?
1: Are you—wait, wait. Scotty, are you implying that our podcast is the Roderick Strong of podcasts? <laughs>
0: No, we're the exact opposite. We've always had a personality. We just had to get the wrestling ability to go with it. We are the Dalton Castle of podcasts.
1: No, no, Dalton Castle was was a was a good wrestler beforehand, and really, I can't think of anybody who had to become a better wrestler after they got a good character, except like Enzo Amore. And I'm not making that comparison because I don't want this show to die.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, no one can afford us anymore. That's the thing. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Too expensive. But but time, no, it's... time to get some. Time to get outrageous haircuts and talking fake Jersey accents.
0: <laughs> I am all halfway there, my boy. Just <laughs> give me a few. You,
1: but you now electrified it... ferret.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but now it's time for everyone's favorite segment of the show. Dust watch. Dust
1: watch just watch follow us please
0: (laughs) um so what are we gonna say to our boy this should we check in it's been a while since we checked in on chuck's twitter
1: i mean i did thought thought he posted something really funny and then forgot it when the segment came up (laughs) (laughs) uh
0: there's one of him with orange cassidy and it just says this man is a fucking star i told you (laughs) And then, of um, course, y'all ever fuck with Stromboli? Pretty cool.
2: We here at the Fight Boys love us some Stromboli. We also love getting followed by Chuck Taylor.
0: Yo, at sexy Chucky T.
1: Be sure to whoop them boys in, uh... Oh, where, are they, where are they wrestling? In, Phil- in your hometown of Philadelphia. And then, as t- to celebrate, you should follow us on Twitter. <laughs>
0: Then Be sure to whoop them boys in Philly, then celebrate by following us.
1: <laughs> P.S. Hi, <High> at Trentilocks.
0: <laughs> uh, no, also tell Trentilocks we said hi. It's like, you just tagged him.
2: He's heard. Yeah, but we want
1: it to come from you. It means a lot more. Yeah. I can't wait until the next time they come back to a show you can go to, Scotty. I really can't
0: I'm also adding a kissy face emoji next to tell Trent we said hi kissy face emoji
1: winky face winky
0: <laughs> oh man so man I don't know it's uh, WWE had a lot to talk about but Dylan I'm now going to relent to you for indie news of the week cause all indie? I have is CM Punk not not wrestling.
1: You mean he's going to continue to not do that thing he hasn't been doing for the last like five yeah. years? The thing that he that's said exactly. he's done Ho- with. Holy, holy shit balls, man! I didn't, I didn't even know. Yeah, man. That's that's gonna be that's gonna be tough. That's gonna be that's gonna be hard hard mm-hmm. to follow. I mean, I don't know, I don't know a lot of a lot of indie news happening. I'm sure there are things that happen. I mean, I know progress is having a wimbley show that's the last appearance of uh of the last indie appearance of pricking um uh, king of bros uh oh, matt yeah. riddle oh, who man. i can't wait to who i can't wait to see get fucked up as a character on the main roster Oh but, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. no no i mean granted i don't even consider progress a real like independent anymore considering they made that hard like that straight up deal with wwe and sold their sold their souls yeah basically Um, i'm that hipster i'm that wrestling hipster who instead of being like yeah there's more money in the scene i'm just like man you you
0: punk rock wrestling my ass you've been (laughs) on a tear this you've been on a tear tonight dylan (sighs) i did see um it's been a while since we talked about this boy, which might be why we've been so happy lately, but uh, Alberto Del Rio pulled out of Triple Mania, and in other news, the sky is blue. Uh,
1: <laughs> have you, have um, you looked at the Triple Mania card? Twelve wrestlers on that are to be announced, which means that they're just going to be more like clown wrestlers.
0: Yeah, this is going to be like, what was the year that Triple Mania was literally just a whole episode of Botchamania? was nothing but Triple Mania in its entirety? Yeah.
1: I think it was three years ago.
0: Was it three? And I think it was yeah. when
1: i It was the year I moved down here. I'm pretty sure because I didn't know Triple Mania existed, and so I was like, "Yeah, Triple Mania, worst card ever." Yeah. Although you could say, to be fair, this one's this one's going to come in real close because Jeff Jarrett is coming in as champion. So, oh boy.
2: Oh
0: God, no. When I think it's though, okay. Is... He, I
1: mean, he's sober now. He's in the Hall of Fame. I think he's. Yeah. I think he's turned a corner. But like, yeah. I think you had a good idea,
2: though, Dylan. Just replace them all with clown wrestlers. Like, call them the, like, the no, Doink did, family.
1: I think it was last year or something. Yeah. Was it last year or, like, that year? That, that was the worst one. It was, like, every... It was, like, Villano clown and, like, Psycho clown and, like, all these other... It was just people in clown masks. It was just, like, Jesus Christ, what car, like, tiny cars parked in back <laughs> that all these... Fucking clown wrestlers came out of, uh, and there was red ant and
0: blue ant and then fire ant.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, of a different company. Oh wait, we can't talk about that company anymore.
1: Yeah. No, I don't know indie news. Um, in in what I consider to be like really impressive news, at this point, uh, being the elite has better segments than WWE despite having one one hundredth of the budget, and I consider that pretty impressive. <laughs>
0: Oh, the opening to this week's where they did the fucking Dennis Stamp parody
1: with the oh yeah beyond the mat yeah yeah that was that was really good. Nothing is going to beat Okada just bumping into Marty and then just just like gesturing two oh five at him yeah. and walking away and then and then Zack Saber Jr. comes up, hits Marty a water and then a Red Bull and then a coffee and then tells him he's fucked and the episode ends. That's that's <laughs> perfect. I can't. That's uh I don't know. That, dude. Is, that is tangible goodness.
0: Matt Jackson's Terry Funk impression was the greatest thing on the planet. <laughs> I, I, I want
1: didn't... you to be there. It, it might be my my last match.
0: Might be my last match. I'm gonna need your help. Come on, man. Cause I didn't yeah. think it was Matt at first. I literally thought they were dubbing in actual Terry Funk audio until he was like, <laughs> Come on, flip. Come on, man.
1: The hilarious part about 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 that is basically the fact that Terry Funk is still wrestling and has retired eighty-five times.
2: Yeah, uh, be- this is gonna be the last one, I swear, y'all. And, uh, before, except for when the rent comes due next month. <laughs> I'll wrestle. Terry
1: for Terry, Terry Funk Terry Funk is gonna is gonna be buried in his attire. That way, that can be his final retirement match. Mm-hmm. I hope. I hope we no, no, let no. some unknown jobber get the rub by pinning him before we bury him six feet under.
0: No, I like the opposite, which is he's buried an entire in case somebody has enough of a enough of a card to get him to come back for one last match.
1: <laughs> Terrible.
0: <laughs> he's like, Come on, man. I know I'm dead, but come on, Saint Peter, you gotta let me go. They got a one shot running in Mexico this week, buddy. <laughs>
1: Oh. oh, also, also, can we talk about how great of a promo Christopher Daniels is?
0: Yes, one hundred percent
1: underrated. Just an underrated promo.
0: Oh yeah, well, uh, Christopher Daniels has always been probably one of my favorite promos in the business. Like back to when he was bat- in Bad Influence in TNA. I, I've always loved Chris Daniels. Old OMD, I mean, old man
1: Daniels. <laughs> I, I I really I I, I love uh all the way back to the fallen angel, like weird ass goatee Christopher oh, Daniels. Cause yeah. was like, oh, that's, that's a really cool look. And he talks really well. And then DNA was just like, so is he actually mystical or is he just crazy? And they like, couldn't figure out how to book him. Yeah. No, that his, his whole one was, was amazing. And I was just like, I was like, man, I feel bad for Stephen amel Stephen Amel cut like a, a pretty good promo. And then Christopher Daniel came in and was like, listen, just sit down. <laughs> Take some notes.
0: <laughs> Worship at the feet of S- OMD.
1: O- I do love how that segment ended with Matt turning and be like, "Who are you talking to?"
0: Yeah, exactly. Just breaking all the kayfabe at once.
1: It's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I I will say, uh, Scotty, Scotty, Scotty. By the way, I want you to know there's still time. We can still try to fly out to Long Beach for September 15th to see the the Ring of Honor or the New Japan card out there. I there's still time.
0: Uh, I have no money, and then that money's gonna disappear even more when Dragon Con rolls around, because I'm gonna come home with just like, why do you have 50 art prints of the same picture of Dean Winchester? Look, fuck you, I'm building a shed, alright? Just deal with
1: it. Oh, that's a week and a half away. I'm building a shed, there's gonna, yes, there's gonna be several bottles of lotion out there, don't ask why. It's gonna be right next to the whiskey, and that's all you need to know. That's all you need. And a lot of tissues.
0: Have you ever seen Billy Madison? Let me just paint you a picture. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul.
0: You open the door and it's just Dean just going, Sam,
1: Sam, Sam. I'm like, yes, thank you,
0: Dean. Is, oh, is this what's happened oh. to
1: our wrestling podcast? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Dragon Con is this next weekend, right? Uh, it, it is not
0: this weekend, it will be the following weekend, and I guess we've not talked about it on this show before, but I am gonna be doing panels at DragonCon, uh, oh, three now.
1: The real life equivalent of the, equivalents of the people that listen to this podcast, just an empty room.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, and then- Did you at least
1: get a headliner to bring in some people, give you the rub, like, come on, <laughs> plan this out? I mean- to get a big name to fill the seats?
0: One of them, both of them's got some pretty big names on them, like, people who have done this for, like, years. Uh, and then there is, of course, also... Wait, how
1: did you get booked?
0: Because I'm, because I'm, because I'm the game, and I'm that damn good, Dylan!
2: He, th- look, there is a reason that he holds the title of Showmaster.
0: You're damn right, son. I also love this concept of heels who actually talk in that whiny voice. So all of their like bragging sounds ex- exceptionally ridiculous. Like, look, I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Come on,
1: A.K.A. the way the Miz talks. Yeah, you're
2: gonna get these hands. <laughs> um, by the way,
1: I, by the way, can I say that I would really love if, like, at like another Raw anniversary show. Like I, I don't know what the next one it is, but I would really love if there's a segment with Braun and then Crime Time shows up. Yeah, like, he's like he does the you're gonna catch his hands. Like hold on, hold on, powder up first, and they baby powder him, and then he just smacks the shit out of an intern. <laughs> 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 yeah. Pimp slaps one of them. Oh my god, that it's my new it's my new like dream match.
0: Yeah. Also, Blake, speaking of Dragon Con, are you going to be there Thursday? Because that's when Dragon Con Wrestling is going to happen, where apparently Ric Flair and Lita are making an appearance, and I don't know why.
2: Oh, God, I'm not, but
1: that would be amazing. Big wait, man. wait, what do you mean by... By making an appearance, do you mean that, like, Scotty, you're going to be there talking like Ric Flair <laughs> to people? <laughs>
0: With my pants like hung too low, and you see like the Lena thong. Yeah, that's exact. I'm both.
1: Woo! <laughs> pants
0: pants low,
1: underwear high.
0: I did go to Dragon Con as Ric Flair once, and it was fucking fantastic. I was
1: I really thought you were gonna say I did go to Dragon Con in a thong once.
0: <laughs> no, just Nature Boy walked around all day like Big Man, bring me the whiskey.
2: Woo. Yeah. I mean, you did How'd just say he over? went to Rick or went to Dragon Con as Ric Flair. That's the same thing. Yeah, exactly. What do you think he wears under that robe?
1: I, I, Nothing.
2: Oh, Scotty,
1: Scotty, I need you to do the panel in a Ric Flair robe. Like, I just show up, I'm like,
0: guys, I'm so sorry. I thought this was a completely different panel tonight, so I planned this out. I have thought about that, but with, like, different fucking costumes. Like, I show up in a unicorn onesie, and I'm like, guys, I'm so sorry. I thought this was a totally different panel I was doing tonight. Whoops.
1: Whoops. Whoops. Listen, I would take this off, but um Hopper likes to go commando.
0: I would take <laughs> this off, but you don't want me to. I'm just gonna open that up right now for you. Uh just to let you know you don't want this at all. But you know you... what I do want They guys? don't want
1: none. They don't <laughs> but They don't, know... don't want none! <laughs>
0: They don't want nine guys. They don't want nine. <laughs> oh my god! But you know what I do want?
1: <laughs> Money. Pe- I want people to support us.
0: I want people to support us by going to Patreon.com/slash a load of BS. That's right. If you want to support the entire BS network, opposite attractions, a load of BS, fight boys, whatever, make sure you go to Patreon.com/slash a load of B. S and donate however much you want—a dollar, five dollars—every single little bit helps, and we get like stupid excited no matter what. Like Gazi donated a dollar, and I was instantly like, "Yeah!" (laughs) It's like the Ghostbusters, we got one scene.
1: Thank you, Gazi. Thank you, Scotty. Scotty, did you already lose our Audible sponsorship?
0: No, we still have it. Just I have to pick and choose every week now. It's very difficult um but yeah you can support us by going to audible all of a trial. sudden
1: in the middle of jwf tibbs is showing audible
0: <laughs> but yeah make sure to support us by going to audibletrial.com slash bs network or patreon.com slash a load of bs which
2: uh now that I... that is a that is a possibility though come on we we've, <laughs> we've recorded some spots yeah um, uh, but Dylan,
0: I know you got to wake up. Would you like to say what you learned this week? That way you can bolt before JWF.
1: I learned that the only things that get me incited in life are just shitting on the WWE for like five minute rants.
0: Yeah, we noticed. Um, it, it was so a very
1: I, good I, night. I, for I used to, I used to be self-conscious about like, I should really stop. And I was like, no, no. Your your product is bad, and, and you should feel bad. And they don't, and that just keeps me going.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, well, Dylan, it's been good, but Blake, it's now time for me and you to go on, take a little trip on my favorite rocket ship. Ah, uh, to the JWF.
2: Okay. Night,
0: Dylan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night War. I am your host. Silver Spoon joined, as always, by the incomparable Captain Tibbs. How you doing
3: tonight, Silver? I've got a drink in an orange
0: can. That's right, Tibbs. Of course, JWF, sponsored by Drinkin' Orange Can. Catch the fizz! (laughs) And now, of course, uh, Tibbs, let me tell you something. We're coming off the heels of an absolutely fantastic summer fest but it was not without controversy of course at the end we did see a vicious attack laid on Blake Tanner by both Canada Charlie and Felix Ball his opponent from
2: earlier in the match tips how did you react to that I don't want to think about it I completely blocked it out now you're bringing back all the memories
0: I'm I'm breaking
3: down Sills I can't handle that thought anymore.
0: It's all right, Tibbs. Well, how about this? How about we move on to the future? And the future is going to send us straight to heck. That's right. It's time for heck in a sec. And Tibbs, let me tell you something. I've heard you've got some fantastic announcement. So why don't you go to the ring and let people know what's going on?
3: All right. Hold on. I need to compose myself for a second. I got to stop the tears.
0: All right,
3: I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to JWF Monday Night War. And speaking of war, saw a hell of a war on Sunday night at Summerfest. Wouldn't you agree? The biggest shindig of the summer. We had some absolutely landmark matches. Had a new champion crowned, surprise victories, and of course, a a main event that saw Blake Tanner defeat a 16-time champion. Only to immediately be attacked by Canada Charlie and... Felix Ball. Now I'll be honest with you. I got just as many damn questions as I bet all you people out there in the audience have. What was Charlie thinking? By attacking the champion, by aligning himself with my greatest enemy. I've been doing a lot of soul searching. I realize, for me, that attack was a wake-up call. That attack was a wake-up call to me that says Blake Tanner needs new competitors as champion. He spent his entire year fending off Scotty Moore, and I've just let that happen. And Blake Tanner has held that title. Only six men have got the challenge for it. And I know Blake Tanner is a fighting champion, holding that title nearly a year now. That's why I gotta give that locker room more chances, more opportunities. I wanna give those guys eyes a never before seen shot at the JWF Championship. So it's a, the Heck in a Sec pay per view. We're gonna have the first ever fatal four way Heck in a Sec match. Blake Tanner and three other competitors are go- gonna be locked in a hellacious structure with nowhere else to hide. Now, over the next three weeks, Competitors from every tier of the JWF. Well Oh, and it looks like a man coming out to the ring right now. A man who, I, I don't know how he's going to be.
2: Tibbs, hey, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Um, but I have a small request to make for heck in a sec. Um, I mean, I really love the idea of the Fatal 4-Way. It's really going to, ooh, push my limits, put me over as a champion, which I'm really cool with. I love that it's taking place in this horrible, vicious, heck-in-a-sec cell, twisted metal, vicious screaming, the place where I've had one of my greatest victories over the last year, where I slammed Griffin Clouds, into the mat from the top of the cell but but anyway i need to make sure that i can make right what once went wrong at summerfest i need to make sure i can do exactly what i did last year and get the revenge on the person that ruined my summerfest so tibbs i know he's your son I know your feelings are mixed, but I know you gotta support him in any way possible. But you better put Canada Charlie in that cage. So I can kick his ass on every single side out of the heckin' a sex structure. And show him why you don't step up to the champ during his greatest moment. Oh,
0: it looks like Charlie attacking attacking Blake Tanner from behind with that steel chair lane, a vicious beat down on the champ, looks like he's rolling Blake into the ring, going for another shot, but wait, Blake Tanner actually fighting back with a vicious European uppercut, sending Charlie to the ground, looks like he's setting up for it, welcome back to the table Tim setting up for that Blake out, but wait, Felix Ball coming from out of nowhere with a steel pipe. The densest man on the planet brutalizing Blake Tanner with that pipe. Tibbs, this is horrifying. I can't watch you ball. ball! That's right. And now it looks like Charlie's setting up that chair underneath Blake Tanner. Oh, and he's grabbed him for that Canadian DDT. And oh my God, a vicious Canadian DDT. I mean, after... We, of course, saw Blake Tanner having some neck issues at uh, Summerfest. This can only make it worse, Tibbs. Oh, that's not going to feel good in the morning. That's right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Tibbs. Tibbs, it's him. It's Brunch Boy Baron, the JWF cash-in-the-bag briefcase holder. And it looks like he's coming in. He's trying to cash in on Blake Tanner. Not like this. Not like this. All right, he's running down the ring. Got that briefcase held. But wait! From out of nowhere! It's Guy Fieti! Brunch Boy's former tag team partner, Guy Fieti. He's returned to the JWF, and it looks like he's fighting back against Brunch Boy Baron. Tibbs, this is absolutely phenomenal!
3: Would you look at that? Old rivalries reunited.
0: That's right, and Guy Fieti getting in the ring, holding Blake Tanner's hand high. Tibbs, this is fantastic. And I mean, is there something we can do between these four men, do you think?
3: Well, I mean, we could all have them talking out at a table all nice and simple. <laughs> I'm kidding, we're going to make a match.
0: That's right, Tim. So I guess tonight we're going to have a tag team match player as uh, Guy Fieri teams with Blake Tanner to take on Brunch Boy and candidate Charlie in our main event, but of course, Tibbs, I'm still thinking about Summerfest and I'm thinking about one of the most shocking things we saw that night. We saw Scotty Moore, a man who we kind of discounted going in to Summerfest. But he took Momoa Curry, the god of the JWF, to his limits and slammed him through a table. I mean, we haven't seen Momoa Curry since that match.
3: No, he's... Probably been off somewhere, regaining his composure. That's a, That wasn't an easy loss for Momoa to take.
0: That's right, being defeated in a last God-standing match, and we've sent one of our top interviewers backstage with Scotty Moore to get some answers on how he feels after that match. Sorry,
3: sales. I'm just typing in the chat. Gotta moderate these fools, you know what I'm saying? All
0: right, I'm not sure what chat is, but cool. Ladies and gentlemen, Dodd the Don McDonald here with Scotty Moore, the man who defeated Momoa Curry at the Summerfest, the big uh, Okay, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry, McDonald. Oh, you were were doing so good. You really were. It was fantastic. It's just... Is that really how you're going to introduce me? I mean, yeah, yes. The man who defeated Momoa Curry. That does have a nice ring to it, but there's just... There's one little problem. I'm no man. I mean, you heard Momoa Curry last week, right? That match, it wasn't last man standing, was it? No, it was last God standing. And not only did Momoa Curry not get up in that match, he's still not getting up today. I suplexed him out of that ring, through a table, his head cracking on those steel steps. And it was the first match of Momoa Curry's career that he wasn't able to walk away from. He had to be carted out, taken to a hospital. Now, let me ask you, does that sound like a god to you? Does that sound like the amazing Momoa Curry? No. You see, does the Alpha and Omega, does he need the help of a doctor? Does he need that morphine to make the pain go away? No, 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 because if there were any godly powers inside of Momoa Curry, I beat every last ounce of it out of him at Summerfest. I demolished Momoa Curry and I proved that I'm not the man who defeated Momoa Curry. I'm the god that crushed a false idol under my boot and I came out on the other side unscathed. Well, alright, I understand, so now that you, the new god of the JWF have defeated Momoa Curry. What's next for Scotty Moore? What's next for the Alpha and Omega in the JWF? What's next? What's next is I claim my spot, McDonald. You see, a lot of people, they think Scotty Moore can't fight. A lot of people think Scotty Moore is a coward. He runs away from a fight. And you see, that's because I've spent this entire year fighting. Going to the distance with Blake Tanner. And I'll be damned. Blake Tanner, he's a hell of a competitor, a hell of a champion. But (laughs) McDonald, you and I both know he's not leaving heck in a sec with that belt. And the minute that belt leaves Blake Tanner's waist is the minute I get to challenge for it again. And the minute I challenge for it again is the minute it goes around my waist. Because I'll be honest with you, Blake Tanner... Blake Tanner's got my number. He, he's beat me more times than I can count, but Canada Charlie don't got my number. Brunch Boy Barron, he definitely don't. Mamoa Curry certainly doesn't have my number. So whoever leaves that match at heck in a sec, they better be ready for not only the fight of their life, but they better be ready to be called a transitional champion. Because Scotty Moore, Scotty Moore's coming for your time. Thanks for your time. Well, Tibbs, it looks like Scotty Moore. I mean, it looks like he's made a pick for whoever's coming out of heck in, heck in a second as the champion. What do you think? Seems like he's more
3: focused uh, than we've seen him in the past. That makes some
0: dangerous. themselves. That's right. That confidence, that confidence building inside of him. I, I think this defeat over Momoa Curry may spurn him to become a new JWF champion. But speaking of champions, I do want to speak about Our JWF captains champion, the Dillon, who, of course, at Summerfest, we saw defeat the Hammerman in what was an absolutely brutal match. The Hammerman just barely being defeated by the Dillon. I'm getting news right now. Apparently, on next week's episode of JWF War, the Dillon is going to come to this ring. And we've heard speculation. We've heard rumors. But he's going to reveal the truth to the audience. He's going to tell us the identity of of the Hammerman, Tibbs. How do you feel about that?
3: I've said it once before, Sills. i said it a thousand times. The identity of the Hammerman is the Hammerman. <laughs>
0: That's right, Tibbs. Well, I mean, I mean, uh, who knows what Dylan's gonna come out and say next week? But it's now time for our main event of the evening. Uh, we've already seen Brunch Boy. And uh, Canada Charlie in the ring And now we've got Guy Fieri, Blake Tanner coming down to the ring I mean Tibbs, what do you think? Do you think Blake Tanner's going to be able to sustain this match After that vicious attack by Charlie earlier in the night?
3: Look, Sylvie he would not be champion, and he would not be as hard-fighting, as resilient as he is. He would not have that championship about around his waist if he
0: wasn't ready to take
3: on any challenge like this. That's right, and
0: actually, Blake Tanner kind of agreeing with you. Is it looks like he's going to be starting out the match, Guy Fieri waiting on the apron against the brunch boy looks like brunch boy trying to go for a lockup but ooh, blake ducking underneath and it's slamming charlie into the corner drop kicking him off the apron felix ball rushing to the help of his student as brunch boy attempts to seize this opportunity going for a big german but oh my god blake tanner jumping doing a flip landing on his feet Tibbs, that's impressive
2: i love flips
0: that's right now it looks like the crowd the crowd going crazy ranting Raving for Guy Fieri to get in the ring. Blake Tanner smirking and tagging in his partner. And it looks like the king of Flavortown entering the ring with a stare down against the Brunch Boy. Tibbs, this this looks exciting.
3: Oh, shades of that old rivalry coming back up.
0: That's right. And now it looks like Brunch Boy... Wait. Actually, Brunch Boy going to the corner and tagging in Canada. Charlie refusing to fight Guy Fieri. The crowd raining a chorus of booze down on him as Charlie reluctantly getting in. But oh, he eating a big clothesline from Fietti and Fietti is firing up, hitting a few more clotheslines. Tibbs, this is phenomenal.
3: I love it. He's like a freight train.
0: That's right. Picking up Charlie in. Oh, big power bomb. Goes for a pin. One, two. Ooh, and a kick out at two from Canada. Charlie, now Guy bouncing off the ropes. Looks like he's going to go for a senton. But wait. Felix tugging on the ropes, causing Guy to tumble over, fall into the Uh, outside. And now Charlie. Damn you, ball. That's right. Now Charlie actually making it back to his feet, trying to go out and hit a big diving DDT. But wait. Guy, look at the strength of Guy Fieri actually stopping Charlie mid DDT. The strength of Fieri reversing the momentum of Canada Charlie. This is phenomenal. Alright, now looks like, wait a minute, oh my god, Brunch Boy from out of nowhere, hitting a big boot on Fieri, causing him to fall back to the concrete, letting Charlie complete that DDT. Now the Canadian one rolling him in, going for a pin, one, two, oh, and Blake Tanner coming from out of nowhere to break up that pin. Tibbs, this is absolutely a phenomenal match so far.
3: It's very, so fast, it's boom, boom, boom. I've got to get Felix Ball out of there.
0: That's right. Now Guy trying to crawl to Blake for the tag, but unfortunately Charlie tagging in Guy Fieri's former partner who's immediately back into the middle of the ring, dragging Guy Fieri away from his tag team partner, putting boots into the back of the king of Flavortown. Now looks like the brunch boy just devastating the body of Fieri, and now looks like he's setting up for it, Tibbs. He's setting up for that vicious brunch of days, but wait! God, Fieri actually reversing it into a beautiful bridging super uh, fisherman suplex. Some great mat work from him. Going for a pin. One, two. Ooh, and a kick out at two. Tibbs, let me tell you something. Both of these men, they are showing some resilience in this match.
3: Fietti's showcasing that phenomenal strength of his because he just does nothing but eat protein.
0: That's right. Now Fietti and Brunch both trying to make it to their corners to tag in. But wait. Candidate Charlie actually jumping down off the apron. It looks like he's trying to talk talk uh, theory, match theory with Ball, and they're actually leaving. They are walking away, Tibbs.
3: Oh. How could you do that to your own partner?
0: Well, to be fair, if it would have to happen to anybody, Brunch Boy Baron is, of course, the one to do it. We remember him turning his back on Guy Fieri. Now he gets a little bit of a taste of his own medicine.
3: I mean, he deserves it definitely, but still.
0: But meanwhile, Fietti tagging in Blake Tanner, who's in like a house of fire, landed two beautiful splashes on Barron in the corner before hitting that, oh, vicious lariat bulldog combo that he is known for, setting Barron into the middle of the ring. And it looks like he is setting up for it, <laughs> Tibbs. He's ready for it. It's the Blake out slamming the head of Brunch Boy into the mat, going for that pin. One, two... Three And ladies and gentlemen, looks like the team of Guy Fieri and Blake Tanner have won. <laughs> I guess there's not going to be any cash in tonight, huh, Sils? That's right, Tibbs. And of course, next week, we're going to have an absolutely phenomenal match. You already announced earlier tonight that in order to decide that the three men that are going to be joining Blake Tanner in the heck in a sec match, we're going to have qualifying matches, All up until the pay-per-view. So, tips. we're going to have an absolutely fantastic match like that next week. We're going to hear from the Dillon and see who the identity of the Hammer Man truly is. All that and more next time on JWF Monday Night War. So, Blakey Tan, it's been an episode. What did you learn this
2: week? Um, I learned that you better watch out, Roman Reigns, because one of these days, you're gonna get these hands!
0: Get the hands! Get my hands! (laughs) And I learned that when Dylan's upset at the WWE, he's upset
2: at the WWE! (laughs) The passionate man, the Dylan. I was trying my best. I was like, the Becky Lynch heel
0: turn's probably going to be really good. No. I was like, fuck that.
2: <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, so uh, Dylan could be found on Twitter at SexyChuckyT. Blake, where can they find you? Uh, at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. Um, honestly, I don't use my Twitter anymore, but I'm still going to plug it. At um, Blake A. on Twitter. At Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. Um, at Oh, fuck, man. It's a long day. And
0: at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter.
2: And yeah, that's it. Um, We do some video games, videos on the Darkroom Vidya. We still got a couple works in progress over there whenever they'll get finished editing. Yeah. And um, you can find me doing wonderful podcasts on the BS Network.
0: That's right, and you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, that's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Make sure to buy all my books on Amazon, the Quizzle Corp Trilogy, BS Versus the Gods. And of course, if you get a free 30-day trial of Audible, by going to audibletrial.com slash b s. Network. You can, of course, get a free copy of Queezle Corp or Queezle Corp Risen, and then BS vs. the Gods should be out in the next two weeks or so, which I think I've been saying for the past five months, but it is actually coming out now. Uh, So make sure to check that out and check out all the other BS Network programs online at a load of pure BS. Uh, We've got Fun Fiction. Opposite attractions, a load of BS, plenty of shows for you to check out over there. And of course if you want to support, you can over at merch.aload dot com or Patreon.com slash a load of BS. Make sure if you are on uh YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, comment below about what what would be your favorite whiny catchphrase? Cause I'm still I still really enjoy that. I'm that damn
2: good guys. <laughs>
0: And, of course, make sure to leave and Austin
2: three sixteen said, "I just whooped your ass." <laughs> and
0: of course make sure to uh rate and subscribe on itunes as well we love getting feedback from you guys and as always you can find us at a load of step up to the merch table at merch.a find us on facebook donate to the patreon subscribe on youtube and remember to follow us on twitter at fight boy show chuck taylor because when you're a fight boy you're a fight boy for life